I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach Radio Show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you, as a white person, would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you, white folks, want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. friendly announcer I have serious news to pass on to everybody what I'm about to say couldn't mean the world's disaster could change your joy and Welcome to a new show. Welcome to a new show. I am Ben, your life transformation coach. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching, hey, what's up? How you doing? It's great to see you. So listen, I am very weak and numb and physically just overwhelmed. This show is entitled America's disease, the disease of America. And I came up with that because I believe we are in a very, very sick state of being right now. I think America is really, really ill right now. And I think America's disease um, is hate. And I think the disease is. Um, anyone, any man or woman of color that lives in this country. We just so happen to be a target and um, I thought it was necessary for me to speak up uh, as a life coach, as a black life coach, as an African American, as a uh, man of color and just say my piece, speak my piece and I really do mean speak my piece. You all know that I am not political, I do not get caught up in a lot of uh, racial debates, that's just not my thing, I don't really care to have that conversation, but I think it's necessary at this point, it's been necessary and I think my head has been in the sand voluntarily just a little bit because it's too much to deal with, but um, the recent death in the last 
48 hours, last 48, 24 hours. Uh, Terrence Crutcher um, and I believe the other young man's name is Keith Lamont um, or I believe it's, yeah, Keith Lamont Scott that were both murdered. They were murdered by police officers. Let's just call it what it is, right? They were murdered. Whether or not you have a uniform on um, to shoot and kill unarmed black men, you're a murderer, right? So, and I, I hate having to say that, but the truth of the matter is, is that is the truth. And that's what I wanted to talk about on this show. So, um, right up front, I'm going to admit that the show may not be very cohesive. It wasn't thought out and planned like I do my other shows. It's kind of very much spur of the moment. Uh, but I wanted to talk about America's disease um, and the dis-ease of being black in this country. It's very uncomfortable for me right now and uncomfortable in a way where I know that what could kill me may have nothing to do with um, the intention of me going out, how I was designed to go out, right? Meaning, you know, very old and passing away and transitioning in my sleep, right? So everybody has the awareness that we all must die, but I don't think that anyone that isn't a person of color lives with the fear that they're going to die uh, if they're pulled over by a police officer or if a police officer sees them or feels that they are a threat, which is crazy to me, right? If you are in that position, you should be clear uh, about what a threat is and not base it on what you feel, but based on what is actually real. So that's what we're, we're discussing today, America's disease. And America's disease is hate. America is a hateful country. Uh, America hates um, African Americans. They hate black people. And um, if you aren't aware of that, if you don't want to believe that, that's something that you have to sit down and tell the truth about. And what I mean about that is America has built its country on a set of lies, right? So hundreds of years ago, you bring a group of people over here from the motherland and they give you no reason to hate them, but you tell yourself, America, you told yourself that it's necessary to help to hate these people. Though you brought them over here, they were brought, they were sold, they were raped, they were beaten, discriminated against. You told yourself in a position of power to hate the people that you brought to this country to help you build this country. So that in itself is a sickening lie. That is the legacy of America. That's the tradition of America. That's where we come from. We are liars, right? Because we tell ourselves one thing when the truth of the matter is, is that thing that we've told ourselves isn't true. You gave yourself permission to hate a, an entire group of people that you stole from their motherland, from the the mother continent of, of this planet. You told yourself that it was okay to do that, and that's a lie. It, it's never been okay. There is nothing um, fruitful that have come out of this. As a matter of fact, there's been a strange fruit. There has been a rotten fruit. There has been a bitter fruit uh, that has come out of what we've done. Um, with this racial divide and you all know that I'm not here to step on a pedestal or get on a soapbox and say 
I hate, I hate, I hate. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is we have to be clear that we are hateful, right? We have to be clear that we are hateful. You just can't continue to wake up every day and look at the news and feel as if we are a loving and compassionate place. We have the ability, but we're not using those tools for uh, or against one another. We are using hate, and that's what has infected us. Um, a cancerous hate has infected us. So um, it's funny because yesterday, I want to tell this story. Yesterday, I was going to visit a family member in uh, UMDNJ in Newark, New Jersey. Hometown, shout out to Brick City, right? And um, I get to the hospital, and I see all of these cops. When I get off the parkway, first of all, there are cops that are coming from all over the place. They're swarming. And so I didn't put two and two together until I got down to the hospital, and I saw that they had a tent set up. They had um, news there. And I was like, oh, well, if you've been following the news, you know that the latest bombing to take place um, took place in New Jersey, in Union County, New Jersey. Elizabeth, they were saying there were um, some activity in Rawway and Linden. Um, so the person that was responsible for the bombing, his family owns a food store, a restaurant in Elizabeth, and they were talking about that on the news and they were talking about how this potential terrorist attack er, um, is from that area he has um, history here they have business here and so I started to put two and two together because the um, person that was responsible for those bombs was taken down and taken to the closest trauma center which is UMDNJ in North New Jersey well, once I started putting all of those pieces together, I walking up to the main entrance of the hospital and security is like, you can't go in, you can't go in. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't go, I can't go in? She's like, you can't go in. And I started asking her questions and other folks started asking her questions. She's like, I don't know, I don't know. I was like, so that's the, the um, response, right? That's the media response. That's what they told you to say, I don't know. And she kind of chuckled. So... What happened was they weren't letting anyone in. FBI was there. Police officers were, were there. The cop that had been shot by this potential terrorist uh, during the attack was coming out. There were two cops that were wounded uh, in the takedown of this bomber. The one that was able to go home, they had a police brigade, they had some officers out there at the main entrance. So I'm at the main entrance, and as he's coming out, they're clapping, they're like, yay, you know, wonderful, he's a hero, and I'm like, okay, okay, you know, I don't know this guy, right? So I'm like, I respectfully don't really care. Um, I'm, con I'm concerned about his well-being, I'm thankful that he's okay, but my goal and my intention was to get in to see my ill family member. So he's going home. He's obviously okay. I need to get into the hospital to check on my family member. So as I'm walking in and they're checking ID before I get in the hospital, then they check my ID again when I get in the hospital. So as I'm on the elevator on my way up and I'm going to the, to the room, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, the potential bomber 
is still alive, right? And I'm like, okay, he's not dead. Hmm. I get to the room where my family member is now. My family, I've got family, friends, associates who are in law enforcement. So I do not hate law enforcement. I do not. What I hate is that there are hateful people who are in law enforcement and who do not have the intention, nor do they have the value to protect and serve everyone equally. That's what I hate. I hate that America's disease is so thick right now that we get to kill people on national television. We get to kill people on Facebook Live and no one suffers except for the victim's loved ones. So I don't I don't hate law enforcement because I have family, I have friends, I have associates. My my family member that I was going to see is in law enforcement. So I don't hate. Now one of the interesting things that she told me was they used or she was told or it was written that they used sandbags to take um, the potential bomber down. So I'm like, they didn't want to kill him, though he probably, in anybody else's mind, should have been considering what he was attempting to do, but they didn't kill him. Meanwhile, you know, later into our conversation, she's showing me how Terrence Crutcher was killed with his hands up. Come on. And you constantly want people of color to turn the other cheek and look the other way and constantly give the benefit of the doubt. And you keep asking us to stop saying that these things are racially motivated and racially inspired. You're right. Right? On Racism is the symptom. Fear is the symptom. Hate is the root of the issue. That's the disease. And if we don't pull it from the root up, if we don't address the hate, then we'll constantly keep dealing with the racism. The lying, the racial behavior, the fear-based behavior where I see a large black man and I'm automatically, I'm afraid of him. Why in the world? Where in the world? We've told ourselves these lies about black men and black women, and we've given ourselves permission to be afraid and act on that fear and take their lives. And Terrence wasn't even armed. So you mean to tell me if we can take down a potential terror terrorist, right? I'm pissed off right now because this person who had an intention to kill everybody, not just black, not just white, everybody that would have been in the area of where this bomb is, he wasn't killed, but an unarmed man who was in need of assistance because his truck broke down, whether or not he was high on PCP, you should know better. You know better. You know how to respond to those situations. If that's the case, put a civilian on the call because that is the behavior that we're seeing. Fear-based hate-based behavior that says I'm going to take you down because I'm afraid of you or I hate you or both and the lie that says it's okay to do that because they're black and if you think that I hate people I don't I love everybody
But the truth of the matter is, folks, is that you could see my brown face and you watch all of my videos and you listen to all of my calls and you read all of my books and you know I love people. You know I volunteer. You know I mentor. I'm out there serving as much as I can in environments where they allow me to serve. But if I get pulled over, if I get pulled over with my black face and my scruffy beard and my large body build or my fat body build, <laughs> I could be seen as a potential threat. Me? Me? I'm the same guy yesterday in the hospital. I couldn't even lift or pull up the, the table to help feed my family member because when it comes to things like that, labor, manual, you know, I go like, I don't know how to do that. But if I get pulled over because of what I looked like, I can be killed. They have no idea that I'm a life coach, that my calling in life, my spiritual calling is to come to everybody, wherever they are, whatever their race, and pull them up, lift them up to their best selves, to their highest potential. And I could be killed because I am black simply because I am black. I am not a celebrity. But take a listen to what Cheryl Underwood said. Take a listen to and watch this video clip and you tell me what's going on. Right. So what we have is, look, this is hard to talk about. This is hard stuff to talk about. But we have a legacy of racism in this country. And if we don't start calling it racism, then we can't fight it. We have to see what it is to be trained differently if this had been you don't have to train the police not to shoot white people why you got to train them not to shoot us but that way i'm saying everything has to be confronted everything has to be confronted because when you see a high speed i was a high speed chase recently in la with a with a, a caucasian woman she went through several counties she ran into cars she ran up on the road when they took her out of the car they gently removed what looked like a cell phone and gently handcuffed her if that had been a black man he would have been faced Racism and, and fear of black men specifically drives these shootings. We have to change as a nation. You gotta make it. You gotta put people you in jail. When you shoot somebody under the color of authority, you don't. You need to lose your job, and you need to lose your livelihood, and you need to lose your freedom, like every other American loses yes. their freedom. That's right. We need to be consequences. But remember, there are good police officers out there, and the ones that are not, they need to go to jail. As I'm watching and listening to Cheryl and she's outraged and she's on the panel with all of her co-hosts and she's saying to them, until you start experiencing what we experience, you're not going to get it. This isn't about training, right? We keep 
we keep pulling out all of these symptoms. We're so freaking symptom-based, right? It's like someone who has pneumonia. We keep treating them for the cough instead of treating the pneumonia, the actual sickness, right? We keep treating them for the fever instead of the actual sickness. We keep treating all of these symptoms. Can we stop pretending? Can we stop pretending that we don't hate one another based on some lie that we created and we started to believe that it's okay to hate someone because their skin color is different. I don't deal with race, racial issues as a coach uh, or as someone in a community because in my head it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It is the most idiotic thing, it is the most ridiculous thing and I know that there are a lot of white people who think and feel like I feel. They don't deal with it because they think it's ridiculous. Why? Who hates someone because of their, their uh, skin color? doesn't make sense but the truth of the matter is is that that is the legacy that we stand upon our hate for one another based on our skin color based on how we killed and torn down entire communities and how we treat one another even even our our Native American our Indian brothers and sisters and now dealing with um, things on a spiritual level the attack has come the hate has come when it reaches our faith right you can't be christian you can't be muslim you're you're accused of being a hate monger or you're accused of being a terrorist if you're muslim i grew up in newark and a great portion of the community was muslim i've never ever felt threatened as a matter of fact i thought they were the most disciplined <laughs> well-dressed, well-spoken, um, community-based group of people that I knew. They were tangible. They were tangible, whether or not they were selling newspapers or they were selling bean pies or they were in the community. That It was just something that I was used to and I never felt a threat. I believed that they believed what they believed in as they respected us for believing what we believed in. I don't understand now where this whole thing where we hate an entire uh, faith practice because of a group of people that have decided to behave a certain way and again America your disease is hate and the dis-ease for those people of color those people of a different faith practice is we get to be killed we, we get to be used in target practice because you hate us and, and, and if you're not willing to admit that, then you are experiencing one of the symptoms of that hate. And that's the lie. That's the lie. Right? That's what we're in, the, in 1776. We're putting together <laughs> this constitution that does not match America's value system. <laughs> it's incorrect. It doesn't match. So... We've got to tell the truth about where we are and how we behave and, and how we show up. And if you want to know what the real answer is, the real answer is us. And you all know I'm a big practicer of, of prayer. I believe in prayer. That's my action practice. And I know folks go, because again, you are looking to diminish, tear down, and destroy people's faith practice. 
If you can destroy their faith practice, you can diminish their hope, which means you can control them and have power over them. And that's what we've been doing for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries, rewriting, recrafting Christian faith. Now we're attempting to redesign the layout of the, the Muslim Islamic uh, faith and behavior and practice and turn it into something hateful. That's what hate does. It takes what is right and makes it wrong and, and will have us to believe that the wrong is what we should believe. It takes what is true and turn it into a lie and will create a systemic structure on that lie to infiltrate, destroy, and bring down. But the hate is systemic. The hate is systemic. It is the root foundation of where we are. And if you're looking to move out of that hate system, you must first tell the truth about how you feel. You might not even know that you're racist. You might not even know that you have some bigoted practices because the systemic structure of hate, it's such a powerful system, has created and taught us socially how to treat each Christian denomination, each faith, each race, each nationality based on gender and sex and social class and ethnic makeup. It is, it is elaborate, this structure of hate. It's elaborate and it has taught us how to treat one another. So you must first tell the truth about how you feel about people and then drop out of your race and into humanity because we are all human first. If you don't know what that means, you've got to be compassionate. You've got to look at what would we do on a human level. How would I treat this person if I didn't know he was black? If I didn't know Terrence Crutcher was black and they explained this to me and the video couldn't reveal or didn't reveal that he was black and he was shot and tasered at the same time, what would I say? If I didn't know that Keith Lamont Scott in North Carolina was black, excuse me, what would I say? If I didn't know Sandra Bland was black, what would I say? If I didn't know Trayvon Martin was black, what would I say? What would I do? You've got little kids that are being shot 12-year-old kids playing, being shot. If I didn't know they were black, what would I say? What would I do? One human to another. See, that's the problem. No one wants to bear witness. My, my distant mentor, my forefather, who, whose words I stand upon, Sir James Baldwin. I call him my godfather, Uncle Jimmy. The spirit of James Baldwin that screams... Black people need a witness, goddammit. We need a witness, bear witness. Acknowledge that racism is still very much relevant and that police officers are murdering black people at an alarming rate. Acknowledge, validate that people have the right to be afraid because they are being killed. They are being choked out in the streets for selling DVDs. They're being shot in their cars for reading books. They're being shot in the middle of a public highway because their car broke down. And then we try to bring in all of these other elements. Maybe they were on drugs. It looks like they had a gun. 
Are you not in a position where you're able to handle this? Listen, don't take a position where your fear is going to dictate how you behave and how you show up. Don't take a position where your hate is going to dictate. But see, that's the thing. Because hate is systemic, and there are these organizations of hate, we've got to ask ourselves systemically, at a structural level, at a corporate level, how this hate, the design to destroy and take away from African Americans, from Native Americans. If you are standing by and watching African American men, women, children, Native Americans, Latin Americans, women be destroyed, taken out simply because of the makeup, the, the, the amount of pigment in their skin, you are on the, the, the wrong side of hate and you need to get on the right side of love and compassion. You keep asking what's going to do it. When people say pray, you say prayer is not going to do it. You want to march and we've been marching if what feels like every other week and we march because we're angry and we physically need to express ourselves but you keep asking what's going to do it you're right I do not believe God is going to send an angel upon us and sprinkle peace dust on us that's not going to happen God has already given us what we need peace lives in all of us the answer is making a choice to practice peace and compassion if you do not understand racism okay fine stick to that if that's your story but you do understand what it is to be a human being and you do know innately at your core what is wrong and what is right close your eyes and ask yourself how would I want to be treated how would I want my child to be treated? White woman, ask yourself when your white husband goes off to work in the morning and he gets pulled over, would I want him to be killed simply because he's a white man? Would I want my sons to be killed simply because they're white boys acting up, enjoying being teenagers? We are human beings first. Stop lying to yourselves and pretending that one class of people or one race of people is inferior because of. Address the hate, America. Stop treating the symptoms. We have lied for too long. We've been afraid for, of different cultures for too long. Big black dude, so what? So what? Replace the hate. That's the answer. God has already given it to us. We keep looking for something external and it's here. I can imagine God is looking at us, sitting with us. The universe is surrounding us saying, everything that you need, you have. Choose to do love. Choose to live in peace. We choose hate. It's a thought. Someone chose to shoot. I was afraid and then... I shot in response. I hate you and I shot in response. I am going to kill you. So I acted accordingly. Come on. That's the answer. We're the answer. 
We must do better. There is, it's, this is not complicated. This isn't rocket science. Though there is an, a sophisticated, elaborate, systemic structure of hate out there, we can combat that. We have the answers and the tools. I love you all so much. I do. And my prayer, my prayer as I constantly hold on to it, is that we see each other at a human level and that we acknowledge that what we've done to each other is inhumane and then it's it's racist it's inhumane it goes against the natural order of operation we are not supposed to be doing this to one another my prayer is that my brown brothers and sisters all of my mothers uncles fathers cousins sisters the family of african-american is covered and protected let us not respond to them the way that they've responded to us let us not respond to them the way they've responded to us we know innately that we are equipped with the great power that is the power of love compassion strength we are supernatural beings that are directly connected to something larger. Let us live that out. Let us love that out. In peace. No more bloodshed. I love you. Sure.